0: Thank you. Welcome, it's the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith as we prepare to wrap up this week. What a week it's been. I think Jeff, was one of our guest panelists tonight, put it best when he said, nothing happened this week, did it? Because <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think uh, a lot of nothing happened, but uh, it's a lot of nothing we're going to talk about for sure. And, of course, we say that tongue-in-cheek. Elle, welcome back to the program. Some bitch I know. Good to see you again.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we're, it's, it's
0: always fun. Yeah, we, it is fun, and we're looking forward to... Uh, to our conversation tonight. Friday's always the most interesting day of the week, Britt, because I feel like, you know, when you start to head into the weekend, you're heading into the time that the government, particularly the federal government, tries to release bits and pieces of information that they try to avoid releasing during the rest of the week because they figure most people's attention is drawn elsewhere because, hell, it's Friday night, right?
2: Yeah, and that's when they do uh, most of their uh, big document dumps that they don't want anybody to, to look for. But what they don't realize is there's this thing called the internet and there's people on that internet that like to talk about the stuff they dump on Friday nights forever, the whole following next week. So it doesn't quite work like it used to. Um, And then we get people like some bitch I know who really digs deep into stuff and drags it all out and puts it together in a way that we can then run with it even more.
0: Yeah, and I've got to make an admission here. I have never really been much of a Twitter person, and I've started to try to learn Twitter. I've started to try to figure out how to take advantage of it, use it. And one of the problems I do have is I, when I get into these these back-and-forth fights with people on whatever, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or anywhere else, I get really animated about it. It almost makes me nervous, Al. It makes me, like, you know, all twitchy and nervous about it. Uh, how do you do it? Because you're in a whole bunch of fights on Twitter. Yeah. Well, you know...
1: I just don't really give a shit what everybody <laughs> thinks. <laughs> if I'm being quite honest, I don't know. Like, I just, there's so many people out there that are like saying the same sort of five or six canned phrases over and over again. And I don't know, I've been canceled yeah. like 10 times off of Twitter. So at this point, it's like, I don't, I'm just there to like make people mad. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do you, like,
0: you do that as your mission then. Okay, good. I like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, am, <laughs> I,
0: have, I have to just kind of offer a story that a little bit of an experience that, as it relates to what we're talking about right now. So uh, obviously, when Joe Biden was speaking after his summit with Vladimir Putin earlier in the week, one of the things he said, which a lot of media brought attention to, at least a lot of conservative media and and untraditional media or non-traditional media brought attention to is that he had in an answer to a question to one of the reporters he, he said something about um you know he, there was a comparison between Putin's ad, uh, uh, protesters and adversaries in Russia and compared them to BLM and the protesters that uh, were in the Capitol on January 6th. And Biden went on to say something about, well, you know, you can't compare the two. There, the January 6th people were clearly criminals. They, they they broke into the Capitol and they killed a police officer. And, you know, everything should have stopped right there because that was a lie of amazing magnitude they did not kill a police officer despite the reports that were flurried around uh, after that event on January 6th that an officer was beaten with a fire extinguisher and all that none of that was true so I posted Mm. the 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 audio clip or the video clip of Biden saying that and I said something about him you know lying how's he gonna how's he get away with this and people still believe that the people who were in the Capitol on January 6th killed Ugh. a police officer. And actually they don't think just one, they think it's many, several. Mm-hmm. Jeff, yeah. you know, this has been talked about a lot, a lot before, before Biden even mentioned it, it's been shown, it's been proven. It's been, it's been debunked where necessary. The protesters that were in the, the Capitol on January sixth did not kill anybody. The only person that died as a direct result of the actions in the Capitol on January sixth was Ashley Babbitt, and she was an unarmed protester shot by a Capitol Hill police officer that has yet to be named. We have been yet yet told we have not yet been told why this officer killed her or fired that shot. That is the only real casualty of the January sixth events, Jeff.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, I'm starting to see stuff now where they're saying that maybe the FBI was involved in starting the insurrection. Well, And I don't call it an insurrection because that's not an insurrection. If there was an insurrection, that place would have been taken over and they would have been done. It was just a bunch of goofballs trying to do something. Yeah, obviously nobody got killed. They want to continue with their insurrection rhetoric that they're going to keep playing on to people. And they only watch a couple of really lame news broadcast maybe msnbc and cnn perhaps or are getting it from their friends there i don't know where are these people getting their information from yeah and it's just so overblown and ridiculous and we all know it was it was not as bad as it's made out to be nobody did get no police officers died
0: well here's what you have you have a bunch of protesters that it got all riled up they got you know and they started pushing pushing against the police a little bit but you know what happened the police yielded some of the police actually Correct. invited the protesters in so Correct. if 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 security was established the way it needed to have been established none of this would have happened because it's not like these quote unquote insurrectionists brought weapons and were firing at you know guns at, at the pl- none of that happened l I want to go back to the point and I didn't even intend to start with this topic but I want to go back to the point of the FBI uh I'm sure you've you've heard some of these reports that there are unindicted um uh, people in the in mm-hmm. the in the federal uh, papers saying that these were these people were responsible they're not named they're named person one person two person three and they're not being charged with anything so there's speculation these were actually somehow either fbi informants or fbi agents or something you, you must have some thoughts on this
1: well it's funny you mentioned that um a few days ago um i uh, i have like a an email set up for whistleblowers or tip line or whatever and someone uh emailed me a little tip off on uh some things that happened on january 6th which is still developing and i really can't say too much on the on it but um uh i can basically confirm that that was happening at least to a certain extent and um that report will be coming in the next few days but the thing is i mean really you only need a few instigators to kind of incite that like mob mentality and you know whether or not The you consider the people that were there on January 6 justified or not. I totally think they were justified personally, but it it doesn't it it only takes a few, uh, you know, plants or just uh, people with the wrong intentions to get the rest of the crowd riled up and you know, it goes from there. Uh, It's like Anybody's ever read The Crucible? Right now would be a good time to reread it cuz it's kind of uh, reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah it's there, true.
0: there's a mob thing. There, there's a mob there's a mob dynamic and, and and the other thing you have to recognize, you know, if if a group of people were intent on getting inside the capitol and they did and then the doors and the windows and everything were open, other people just wandered in. I mean, these people right. were looking yeah. for violence. They were more curious than anything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, as Britt, Brit, you often say, it was an unguided <laughs> tour of the Capitol in many ways. Now, let's just be clear. None of us on this panel or ever on this show ever condone violence. We don't here. Um, and this, sure but th- so. this thing has been blown way out of proportion. But Britt, an un- unguided tour?
2: Well, yeah, an unguided tour. Yes, an unguided tour. Yes, I don't condone violence. Yes, I do condone a raucous sit-in. Which has been done numerous times. Um, that would have been ideal, uh, but we got to remember too that the Capitol Police called 17 times for assistance uh, the previous 24 hours, uh, and while that was going on, 17 times they asked for assistance. 17 times they were denied. Uh, they knew this was coming. Supposedly, the FBI said we we've seen chatter. They organized this on Parlor. The whole reason why Parlor got nuked is because it was organized there, and the authorities knew that. Why did they not have the National Guard there? Why did they? Why, did they, why were they not prepared for this? Why did the police yield? Why did, I mean, there's so many, so many questions. There's uh, 14,000 hours of security footage that Nancy Pelosi will not release uh, for us to look at. Why is that? Some stuff is leaked out and it, it makes you scratch your head as to what we're seeing um, because, you know, most Trump supporters don't wear black block, full black block outfit. They just don't. Um, then you had the whole co-conspirator thing from the FBI, people they are not charging, people that they are charging that don't make sense. And then there's, eno- so let me ask you this, it's a, a general question or food for thought. I mean, I get that the FBI and our law enforcement, they do undercover work, they pay informants for information, I get all that. But damn, there is a line crossed when your FBI undercover guy or your informant is actively pushing for bad stuff to happen, Actively, actively making it happen, it's like they lit the fuse and then stepped back and said, oh, not me. I'm giving the FBI information, so don't charge me. I mean, I'm sorry, but, but if this comes back that there are actual FBI undercover agents that pushed for this crap to happen, they should be charged with insurrection, they should be charged with treason, and they should be hung by the oak tree out in front of the okay. White House.
0: Um, <laughs> let me just ask you before I move on, <laughs> thumbs up for Mel, let me ask you before I move on, are you, are you looking for a taste of the Rockies here? Are you looking for a silver bullet? What are you doing in the middle of the freaking Rockies there? What is this? There's
2: so much, there's so much bad stuff going on. I had to go out to my middle of nowhere calm oh, Okay, now. I got you. <laughs> so I'm out here. Also, my son told me, who's uh, 18 years old and is like all about Twitter and, and TikTok, said, my other background sucked and he wouldn't watch a show like this specifically because of that background.
0: <laughs> so I had to get rid of the nature. So you're the reason <laughs> our ratings have been low. Is that what he uh, said? Maybe. Uh, okay, well, now the mystery solved. Uh, I do want to welcome... I'm trying her. a
2: better background and I'm trying less cussing. We'll see what happens.
0: Okay. Um, all right. I think Keep keep search on the background search. You in the middle of the Rockies. There's something weird about that. But it's all right for night <laughs> for tonight. For tonight. Um, I want to welcome everybody to our, our chat room and the channel. If you're new to the program, please subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate that. You can also find this program as a podcast. We've got several uh, firsts tonight that I just want to recognize quickly. We've reached another subscription milestone on YouTube, so thank you to everyone for doing that. We've also got nearly four thousand thousand uh, podcast downloads which is terrific too so thank you to all our podcast listeners and our roku channel we've got 600 views on the roku channel it's something we haven't even figured out how to use yet so that's kind of cool too i mean i don't know i
3: just put them I, up I there. it out
0: did you oh, cool yeah. I,
2: you know yeah I i'm did. telling you right now it is so it is so surreal to go to my roku section and pull it up and there's fox news Newsmax, oan msnbc yeah. Independence Gang? What the hell is that? <laughs> exactly. How I get there? I know. It's cool. I mean.
0: Yeah, it's definitely but, cool. You know,
2: All awesome. right. Although, real quick, real yeah, quick, yeah, real yeah. quick. Those of you listening on podcast, audio only, please, for the love of God, come to YouTube and subscribe. And then you never have to come back. So you Please know what? come subscribe because those <laughs>
0: subscriptions help. I'll go a step further. For those of you listening to the podcast, audio only, come View the YouTube channel because you need to see how ugly Brit's background was. And then you have to look at the new one and decide which of the two is better or should he go for a third option. All right. So we need uh, we need everybody little... to vote on that. All right. Now to the stuff that I really wanted to talk about. Um, everybody knows at this point that Dr. Fauci is in the process of rewriting history. And he's now talking about the fact or he's saying that he actually did indeed. Uh, entertain the idea of the lab leak and the genetic engineering theories that were being presented early on in the pandemic. He says that um, uh, during a teleconference he was asked about that took place on February 1st of 2020 last year, he says, I remember this conference very, very well. He was talking to USA Today in these comments. He said, we decided on the call, the situation really needed to be looked into carefully. And the situation being this idea that the, the uh, virus was, engineered, genetically engineered, manipulated by humans, and then released or leaked from the lab. He says the teleconference was very productive. It was a back-and-forth conversation where some on the call felt it could possibly be an engineered virus. He said, I always had an open mind toward the lab leak theory. Uh, Jeff, did he always have an open mind toward the lab leak theory?
3: Uh, No, absolutely not. No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, no, from the start, he's been, well, I don't know, where's he been, like 50 different, you know, he's gone over each side every other day. It's something different with this guy, what he did. And I think when you start doing the investigation, what we're trying to find out is um, he's been involved in this for for a long time and with, with Wuhan and the money that our government has possibly spent uh, supporting the Wuhan labs through Fauci. And uh, I guess maybe he didn't want this to come out. I, I really don't know. But but, yeah, he, uh, no, he's all over the place, and he did not support this from the beginning.
0: El, one of the things I find very curious about every time Fauci talks about this, he seems to take two ideas and merge them into a single idea. Those two ideas being one of them is that this could be, ha- have been leaked from a lab. The other is that it's an engineered virus. Those are two separate mm-hmm. things because it could have been a natural virus they were studying that leaked from a lab mm-hmm. uh, or it could have been engineered. And then the third thing is whether it was released intentionally or accidentally. Whenever I see somebody talk that way, I start to think if one piece of the that puzzle isn't true and they put it together, they can plausibly deny the whole thing. What do you think?
1: I think you're spot on with that um, one of the well maybe not one of the first but an, an interview that he gave early last year with National Geographic he kind of plays the semantics game where he says if you uh, take a virus from the wild and bring it into a lab and then the lab escapes from the like or and then the virus escapes from the lab then it's still a naturally derived virus you know just kind of pl- like that circular speak so that it's like, well, is it natural? Is it lab made? I haven't seen as far as anything that I've read of his, I have not seen anything that suggests that he has even entertained the idea that the uh, virus could have been uh, engineered uh because he doesn't want to lose his gain of function funding but you know well (laughs) and and let me just
0: uh, ask a follow-up to you on that um does this all really boil down to in your estimation that there is money being transferred here at the direction of dr fauci and all along he's been afraid that we would discover that
1: fauci's number one driver is money uh i've pulled up congressional records from really it started back in 2001 when they did uh, the dark winter pandemic exercise and his, uh, the NIAID and the NIH in general, both over the course of a year after 9-11, because they kept saying that there's the potential of a a bioweapon, weapon weapon of mass destruction. um, His funding multiplied by 10, you know, went from like in the millions to in the billions and and after that it's just everything that he does everything that he pursues is to secure more funding to uh build more labs in the u.s every time it, it, it it's all about just ex- extending his reach and it, it really started i mean he's obviously been at this for years and years and years but uh it got way out of hand uh, in 2001. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, he, should, he likes power. And then if you attack him, you know, it's an attack on science. That's right. An
0: attack on settled science, which we'll get to in a minute here. Britt, this right. is this is also very, very important. And you and I were chatting a little bit about this prior to the show. Um, Alina Chan, who is a postdoctoral associate at Harvard University and MIT, said some scientists felt they couldn't speak freely about this lab leak theory at the start of the pandemic for fear of being associated with. With President Trump and this is a quote now at the time it was scarier to be associated with Trump and to become a tool for racists so people didn't want to publicly call for an investigation into lab origins she told this to NBC on Thursday I want to continue here before I let you comment because there's an article by Nick uh, John Nolte on um, let me just see here I think it's conservative daily news no it's Breitbart uh, and he, he says um, He looks at this idea. He says they've covered up the truth because telling the truth would align them with with the political right, which informs us that any scientific truth that validates a belief held by the right could very well be withheld. Yet they told us this was settled science. There's a lot of things they're talking about that they say are settled science. I don't know about you, but now I question everything they tell us that is settled science.
2: Yes, and uh, there's also a Vanity Fair, left-wing Vanity Fair article about this, where they put a lot of opinion in there about how racist and xenophobic Trump was. But they also weave in and out of that article that the lab leak theory is probably true and the way to go. And they literally quote some of these same scientists uh, that said that uh, they, were, they were changing their opinion because they didn't want to be uh, uh, brushed with the Trump uh, smear that was going on. This is disgusting. Every one of these scientists should be arrested and tried for lying to the public and causing hundreds of thousands of death needlessly. They did because they were more worried about their reputation than they were about human life. They were, science is what it is. Science is truth. Science is you study it and it tells you what's going on and then you articulate it out in a white paper or a study. You get it peer reviewed and then more science happens and maybe something else comes out that they're building on top of your original study and it changes the direction you go and you document it and you white paper it and you have it peer reviewed and then you do more science and you do that is science. Science is not politics. This was politics. These scientists now now the, the the scientists that you mentioned she was vocal up front about this being she's always been This is a a lab leak. This is engineered. She's always been there. But it was everybody around her that she had to fall in line for. And then the other super chilling effect that this has is how many other scientists that are reputable and have great pedigrees behind them and know what they're talking about. They said, "Mm, I'm not going to say a word because I don't want to lose my grant for this thing over here that I'm studying. And then I have all these people out of work, families out of work, because I want to go get on my political high horse or whatever. So they just shut up. And what happened? What happened? The CDC, the WHO, the people looking into where this thing came from and how to fix it, how to make a vaccine. They were looking in the natural area when the reality is it's man-made. And that's two different er- lanes you go down for researching a vaccine. So we how much money did we put into this, into this uh, natural vaccine from the wild that could have gone to, had all these scientists said, hey, this is engineered, it came from the lab, and then we just plowed all of our energy into that. How much quicker would have we had a uh, had a How much quicker would have we had a uh, a vaccine? How much quicker would have we come like the whole hydrococa cocaine word that we're not allowed to say on YouTube? So I'm purposely butchering it. Oh, yeah. but we all know what it is. <laughs>
0: okay, it's
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm purposely butchering it so we can avoid the algorithm. But my point is, sometimes, you know, it happens. But how many scientists shut up about that? That literally would have saved. Thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. So, yeah, there's a lot more to it than
3: that.
2: Yeah. And if, and if you personally know, this is to the audience out there if you personally know any of these scientists that did this stuff, you they're personally in your life, please shun them, please embarrass them. Please disown them because that's what they deserve because they killed people.
0: So uh, so far, Brit has people hanging from a tree somewhere, and uh, he's looking at uh, shunning people and killing. People. Okay, all right, we're on a good we're on a good roll early on here tonight. Um, L, hey, no crazy train yet. Yeah, I know.
1: It, L, uh, it's it's Friday, man.
0: It's yeah, and it's true. We got to let loose a little bit. L, John Nolte goes on to say, imagine the pressure the scientific community is under to continue to mislead the public about global warming or climate change. Um, that's one thing. And then he goes on to say every hope and dream the fascist left holds about centralized government control rests on the global warming hoax. If science, if a scientist dares to step out of that box, being attacked as a racist will be the least of their problems. There's a lot of truth there. And climate change is in every speech that a federal official gives. It's in every doctrine that the Biden administration offers. And it's in every policy that they enact. So this is starting to come together in a very, very scary way.
1: Oh, it sure is. Um, well, really, just to kind of go back just a little bit to what we're talking about with science. Science, it used to be people would publish an a article or a white paper and then would look forward to being challenged on that and have you know people build on top of their research. And now it's if you challenge uh, a, an official an official paper that's published, uh, you know, you're seen as just like a crazy person. Um, And and another thing, too, is like you were saying, uh, I think Britt was saying about losing funding. They basically give grants to these scientists and researchers with a answer in mind, and then they just try to find a way to get there. You know what I mean? So it's they kind of it's like reverse engineering uh, whatever conclusion they want to reach uh, in the in the labs. But with as far as global warming goes or climate change, uh, like literally last night. Um, hang on, let me pull it up on my Twitter really quick. Uh, last night it was I think. Uh, the Hill was publishing some article about how all these salmon were dying over in Colorado. And it was, it was like a devastating climate change thing. And so like, I, you know, me being the crazy person I am, I decided to read the article to see what they were talking about. And in the actual article, they say um, that the US Bureau of Reclamation also decided against releasing water from a dam on the upper lake to increase the water flow to that river. So that's, you know, like, <laughs> Like, they're like, it's climate change, or is it just, you know, a hydroelectric yeah. dam that they didn't, you know, pay attention to? Uh, climate is an aggregate of a 30-year average, and so anytime someone tries to uh, talk about like a, a random, you know, heat wave or a particularly uh, like a disastrous hurricane or something like that, is, like, these people are just moronic. You're like... Uh, in order to actually monitor climate change it has to be the aggregate of like 30 year average and then compare that to like the next 30 year average so then you can track the changes it, uh, but uh, it's gotten just so hysterical because you know fear sells yeah. so here we and, are and even
0: even 30 year averages aren't very accurate when it comes to global no. patterns yeah. and global global trends i mean you have to look at thousands of years if you draw a straight line from the ice ages to today yeah we've warmed a lot i mean But man had nothing to do with that. The earth goes into cycles, and the sun goes into cycles. Mm -hmm. That has far Mm -hmm. more to do with what we're dealing with at any given time than anything man does. Jeff, I've got one more thing that I want to uh, point out, and then I'm going to let— Actually, you know what? This is a little longer. Do you want to do something now, Brett, before I go into this? Because it's a little bit longer. All right. Um, We all know, again, that Putin and uh, and Biden met. Biden came out, uh, talked, bragged about the list of 16— Basically, targets he gave to Putin um, for cyber attack, and um, you know we it, it, mo, mo, must. Many of us looked at this and said, "Well, what the hell did the U.S. get out of this?" Putin seemed to get a lot of things recently. He got the the Nord Stream two pipeline. He got this list. He got he got pats on the back. He got a world stage. We didn't get anything out of this, it seems. And it also has been determined that Putin got even more than we were talking about the other day. The White House has froze. Ukraine military package that includes lethal weapons. The Biden White House has temporarily temporarily halted a military package of aid to Ukraine that would have included lethal weapons. It was a plan that was made uh, originally in response to the aggressive Russian troop movements along the Ukraine border. The aid package is uh, worth about $100 million. It includes things like uh, anti-tank weapons and other weapons systems, mostly for defense. And Ukraine has said that Russia has about 100,000 soldiers on the border with Ukraine. Jeff, this is a concession that we didn't know about right away, but here we are talking about it now. How many other things do you think we don't know about? And secondly, why are we giving Russia all these concessions? What, what is the advantage to us?
3: There's no advantage to stuff. It's only advantage to globalistic uh, attitudes and uh, their globalistic uh, approach to where they want the world to go. I mean, if you're not going to help the Ukraine, guess what's going to happen? Biden's not going to do anything. You know, Putin's just going to push the buttons and he's going to send people back to, into the Ukraine again. I mean, this is the same old thing. We're going right back to stuff from like six years ago, back to the Obama administration. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we've received nothing. And hear from nothing he doesn't even talk we don't even see what he talked if they showed us what he actually said to putin it would have been embarrassing to the country the whole thing that including the g7 all they did is just he just they just folded biden just sat back and he couldn't do anything you know he's not coming up with anything it's some dark people behind him i don't know who the hell's making the making the deal behind biden it's telling him what to say what he says
0: Britt, uh I'll, I'll introduce this and then i'll give it to you here but uh another thing hot on the heels of this summit with uh, Putin is that we learned that Polish politicians have been hit by a large scale cyber attack. They're blaming Russia. Uh, Poland's top politicians and officials have been subject to a wide ranging cyber attack that that country says has originated from Russia. Now, I don't know if uh, maybe, maybe Biden didn't put Poland on the list of 16 things. So therefore it's fair game. I'm not sure what the deal is there, but um you know, Russia's not gonna change. We've done nothing to make them want to change.
2: You're gonna probably hit the crazy train on me on this one. Um, so this <laughs> is it. bigger Do than it. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> this is bigger than Russia, this is bigger than China. This is, look, this is look, Trump came in and he blew up the grift for the world leaders and the world's rich. He blew the grift up. They can't there was no uh, endless wars with, with funding going into that they could skim off of there were no government contracts for for Syrian pipelines and wars to to grift off of that and skim money off of that <laughs> that's what they want to get back to so this is this is uh elites of the world super rich of the world politicians that think they're controlling everything of the world saying hey America's got America's got you know Grampy in charge With a bunch of children in his administration who have no idea how the world truly works. They're in this weird, woke, utopian ideology that if you're just nice to people and accept them for who they are, they'll do the right thing. And what has happened is uh, Russia, China, Israel, Iran, Britain, France, they've all seen this. And they're getting whatever, Germany, they're getting out of America whatever they can right now. We're giving money to everybody again. Uh, Germany got... I mean, not only did Russia get their pipeline approved, you go right down the middle to Germany, right down the middle of the the Black Sea. Is it the Black Sea or the Salton Sea?
0: The Baltic Sea.
2: Sea. Sea. I don't know where the Black Sea. I'm not sure where it went. It's a sea. Anyway, it's a (laughs) sea somewhere in this world. But my point is, my (laughs) point is, is that Germany got what they wanted to because they want that natural gas coming from Russia. They want that, and they got that. So... So is it Russia, Putin, Germany ganging up on our weak leader and our children that are running the country right now? Because I'm telling you right now, the children in the White House administration in our State Department, these woke kids that went through our school systems and were brainwashed, they are going to – the amount of blood that will be on their hands that history will tell will be at the Mao level, will be at, will be at Genghis Khan level. They will have directly caused the deaths of hundreds of millions of people from starvation. And I'm talking over their their years of reign from starvation, from wars, from slaughters. That's what's going on right now. We have children running America and we're watching it fall apart in front of us. And Putin rolled in. You know what's funny is you look at when Putin and when Putin and Biden got together and Biden had his little notes there. If you go back to when Putin and Trump met, Putin had notes. That tells you everything, right there. That's right. Um, I, I just want to
0: point out that the Nord Stream two pipeline does go through the Baltic Sea. It's it's Baltic the, Sea. Yeah.
2: So good pickup there, Jv. That was amazing producing on the fly. You know it. Um, the other thing I want to mention. Oh, is nice. did, you, did you see that? Oh, I guess is this to me now? Am I taking this
0: now? Yeah, is that it's what's going you. on? Yeah, it's all you.
2: All right. So we had the Ukraine weapon thing. I'm gonna go through a couple slides here, Jv. Uh, we had the Ukraine weapons thing, and they called Trump a stooge of the Soviet, U- of, of Putin's. Oh, we also have, um, uh, yeah, U.S. reliance on Russian oil surges to record high amid tensions. So we went from being energy independent from Russia, and we were able to do whatever we want. We crashed the barrels per dollar market, which crushed Russia. We did that because Trump had the balls to flood the market with American oil, and we crushed him, and that hurt them. But now we're back to depending on them, and yet they call Trump the stooge of Russia. Russia. L, I am looking for the most conspiratorial things you have running around in your head with the relationship between the between the Biden administration, Russia, and China, and how they're all kind of working together behind the scenes to all get rich.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I do think you are correct when you talk about how the woke ideology has at least on the surface taken over our uh government but these i mean these people aren't they're not really kids like they're they're not stupid and that's the problem is that it's all part of the same big circle and um i don't know if you guys are ready to talk about agenda 21 yet or not but basically (laughs) uh (laughs) because i'll bring it up anytime um but but one thing I, I've been talking about a lot lately on uh, on Gab in particular. I don't. I, I typically don't talk about this on on Twitter just because uh, you know Twitter censors you. But um, China kind of set the blueprint last year for the rest of the world to uh, fall apart and for us to have this massive uh, wealth transfer from uh, you know the middle class to the elites. And really, if you if you look back at 2020, China said, "Oh my gosh, we've got a virus." everyone's freaking out china's like we're gonna lock down for this virus and then you get that graph of theirs where it's like going like and then just plateaus off and so they sold that that was a to the rest of the world they sold that narrative that that was going to be a successful uh thing to do if you just if everybody just locks down you know two weeks to slow the spread or the four weeks or whatever have you um if if you do that then if you you, we can replicate this and they, they sold that lie to the entire world and then where as far as the kind of globalist collusion goes because every other country was kind of doing it simultaneously, it seemed normal. And we're basing this off of the IHME, which is a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, uh, United States-based uh, metrics program. And then you have Neil, Neil—it's spelled like Neil, but it's, it's just a British spelling. But uh, Neil Ferguson at the Imperial College in London, who are selling these like extremely like overblown metrics. They're like, if we don't lock down right now, you know, we'll have people are just gonna be dead in the street and um i mean that that that's kind of the the big collusion that i at least i'm focused on right now i don't know if i'm like answering it specifically in relevance to you but china kind of set the stage like hey there's a virus but we locked down and it's all fine everybody else followed suit and then when china you know stopped being locked down after like two weeks, everyone else stayed there for like a year and said it was so that we wouldn't kill grandma. But in the meantime, they killed uh, small businesses, uh, teenagers who got suicidal, uh, you know, all sorts of things. And they just didn't even care because it was all about, you know, appearing to be in control of this thing, so.
2: Yeah, and don't get me yeah, started yeah. on Kumo killing <laughs> 15,000 elderly people on purpose. Yeah, and that's, that was there's a couple of things wow. I
3: saw as well on this Brit. And one thing I saw was that 90,000 people died of overdoses last year. The most in history.
1: Mm. You oh, think wow. about little things it like that. I mean,
3: that. think about and I, another thing that I saw that I never thought about. You think about people that go to churches and the people that are in Alcoholics Anonymous or Drugs Anonymous or whatever they call it. They weren't going to their meetings. So there's so much more after effect to this that nobody even thinks about. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. I would say ahead. they were also canceling uh, a – voluntary procedures and things like that screenings uh things it's, like that true. that were postponed for a cancer year screenings. like if you
0: yes.
1: if, if if you if you got a cancer screening uh, a year earlier versus a year later that could you know change your entire prognosis exactly uh, and that's Absolutely. why I, and a lot of people aren't getting saying, this. when we
2: when we get a year when we get a couple 50 years out and they look back and study this time frame the people in charge the, the woke people in charge that did a lot of this stuff uh, they're going to have so many deaths on their hands. So, JV, a slight a slight subject change, kind of, but just to put a button on this whole Wuhan thing. Um, so, the scientists back in the probe, basically, was Trump right? I mean, do you remember when Trump talked about this and everybody lost their shit? Is this just another feather in the cap? Feather's the wrong term. But is this just another incident, another incident to add to the, the growing list that time has proven Trump to be right? And... We, we threw out the guy that was right because he has mean tweets.
0: Well, here's the bottom line with that. He We still don't know what, definitively, and we may never know definitively whether or not this virus escaped from a lab. But Trump was saying that if you look at the ev- evidence as it existed at the time, the most logical conclusion is that it came from the lab. And anybody with any common sense can look at the just some basic facts and say the likelihood of this coming from uh, a bat in a wet market transferred to uh what's that animal the uh, the the pangolin or whatever they talk about pangolin, to, yeah. to humans <laughs> versus it coming as John Stewart did uh, did very very recently as it, i mean the lab is right there it's studying these things we know it is um, you know, use Occam's razor on this thing and you've got uh, you can't help but conclude yep. that that's the most likely source. So, yes, Trump was right in that respect. And the fact that that the entire environment was so politically charged that they they completely disregarded the obvious and the science, the real science. Because they were afraid it would help Donald Trump get reelected. That is disgusting to me. And you're right. Whoever said it, I think you may have said maybe everybody said it. It ended up costing tens of thousands of lives. I think the hydroxychloroquine, I shouldn't have said it, but I did, uh, debacle cost more lives. So, you know, these politicians and these media sources who were intentionally misleading people to avoid giving Donald Trump any credit for anything, the blood is on their hands the economic catastrophe that resulted is on their hands and they should be ashamed of themselves. But the problem is they're not, they don't give a shit and they just no. move on with the next series of lies. I want to talk about oil for a second because you hit on something that is yeah. so, so important. When we talk about the loss of American energy independence, most people think of it in terms of, Oh, now we've got to import oil and and, and that's a drag unto itself. But the bottom line is the most important point, And you said it is that by, Uh, America producing less and in the future even less uh, of its our own natural gas and our own oil and therefore gasoline and shifting world markets to watch oil prices shoot to about $100 a barrel. They expect it to exceed $100 a barrel this year. It puts so much money into Vladimir Putin's bank account and Russia's bank account and into the bank accounts of uh, hostile Middle Eastern countries as well. This is giving our enemies supplies of cash that they could only dream of. And you're right. Donald Trump, by by uh, initiating and, their, and uh, encouraging and fostering energy independence in the United States, when oil prices fell to 20 $30 a barrel, that put those countries in a world of hurt. They couldn't fund their militaries. They couldn't fund terrorism. They couldn't fund cyber attacks. They couldn't do all of these things that we are now going to be faced with as a nation because of what Joe Biden is doing for his climate cronies this is the danger this is the real world effect and this is what we're faced with
2: yep and the media the media which is the pravda dnc arm of propaganda uh is is covering it all up and pushing it through and again blood is on there i i do not understand how these people sleep at night uh they should have nightmares they should need lots of therapy but uh they don't um i'm gonna uh, is it okay to shift subjects we good with that one jv all right i'm gonna shift subjects a little bit um so I'm going to jump over to the, to the just the news. I, I love John Solomon. He does great work. But Georgia investigators' notes reveal massive election, election integrity problems in Atlanta. 29-page memo that this company, which is, and here's the notes. Um, uh, oh, damn, it's blurry on my screen because of the way the system works. Seven Hills Strategies. So they were, they were contracted before the election to be there to observe and document and whatnot. And uh, this investigator's notes uh, leaked somehow. And these are from November when the election was going down. And he just detailed out uh, a lot of uh, uh, shenanigans that happened. And uh, it was so some of his notes were like, this seems like massive chain of custody problem, the contractor said, um, because things were just being pushed around, not in numbered boxes. Uh, ballots were supposed to be uh, uh, sealed in numbered boxes. They were not. Um, he said, "It is my understanding that the ballots are supposed to be moved in numbered, sealed boxes to protect them. They were not. Um, there were th- uh, too many ballots coming in from secure black uh, boxes, not observed. Um, ballots uh, just showing up in the middle of the night. Ballots leaving the facility in the middle of the night. And if you go to, if you want to, if you don't want to believe me, his notes are right here. The link is at the very bottom there. Uh, JV, if you could uh, pull me big screen." Um, the link to his notes, if you want to read them right there, just the news.com sites, default, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pause it and you can get it there and you can go read it. So, my question I'm going to start with you, Jeff. We're having the drip, drip, drip of little things coming out now from Arizona, from Georgia, from up uh, uh, in Massachusetts, I think it's Massachusetts or somewhere up in the neck of the woods. Uh, all these little things are starting to come, are, are starting to surface, and it is serious WTF stuff on our election. If it's proven that this was all janky and this election was not honest, what does that do for us? How do we remedy that?
3: I don't know. I mean, how do you do? You go back and you – I mean, let's say they go back to all these states and they find out all this stuff was, was fake. And, uh, I mean, Trump actually won. I mean, you can't – they won't change it. Or, I mean, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And I'm also starting to see where people like Stephanie Abrams is starting now to change her tune. All of a sudden, it's okay to have – and a bunch of Democrats are saying the same thing now. They're all changing their tunes and they're saying, oh, we always agreed with voter ID. No, you didn't. You didn't want it. You never wanted it. All of a sudden you like it because they're scared now because the American people are starting to see their game. And 72% of the American public want voter ID. But yeah, Brett, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix this mess. So, um
2: uh, so one of the other things that he observed uh, he says that uh, Jones also raised concern about the temporary workers brought in by a firm called Happy Faces to scan and count ballots. <laughs> in an elevator, Happy there was faces. a conversation Happy witnessed faces. between these workers. Uh, uh, yeah, Happy Faces revealed that they, they the, that his intention was to fuck shit up. Uh, Jones said well, he thought to himself, "I must keep a I, I must keep a I must keep an eye on these two. Perhaps this was a bad joke, but it was very poorly timed in the presence of poll watchers." So, we have multiple people (laughs) reporting this. I mean, it's
1: it's right there, right? Uh, Well, now I I don't know if this is the same report, but I I saw something earlier out of Georgia as well, where uh, one of the election officials said, you know, we don't see any uh, indications of voter fraud, but it was very sloppy. It's like, what is that supposed to make me feel better? Um, that doesn't make me feel better. Uh, but uh, yeah, if if someone's saying I'm here to fuck shit up, uh. That, first of all that's a, a very uh, ambitious to-do list for the day and uh, you know good for that guy for having goals but when you're uh in charge of making sure that a <laughs> when you're in charge of making sure that an election is uh being is, is secure and being handled to the you know most professional level possible uh, maybe that's something you should probably leave for like you know your your inner monologue rather than your saying it out loud. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: They (laughs) wanted to brag. They they were in Atlanta. They, they, they felt comfortable Mm -hmm. bragging JV. So I read these stories and I read this stuff and I've, I've boiled it down to one of two things. We either have fraud or we have just inept incompetence.
0: Neither one is good. No, neither one is acceptable. And that's (laughs) why we have to go through this exercise. There's, there's, there's really no chance that the election is overturned and that, uh, you know, we have a new election and that's not going to happen. We're too far in now. Wow. The, and, and in all honesty, the Electoral College can vote any way it's want, regardless of what the, you know, what the uh, end result is in, in, uh, in the states. So, you know, they certified it. It's done. However, we need to be prepared for the next one. These things have to be rooted out. We've got to determine where the problems were, where the, the vulnerabilities are. And we have to make these local election officials understand that they have a responsibility. Whatever those laws mandate they do, that has to be done. If it mandates that they have boxes with labels and, and they're sealed and they're protected, whatever they are, whatever these rules are, those things have to be done and they should be punishable by law if they're not done to the people that are responsible for making them happen. It's that important. It's that important,
1: well, I mean, most yeah, people, if is. they don't if if you don't do your job correctly, like you get fired, you know, like that's but for these guys, it's not, just like not oh, if you're a it, Democrat. It
0: yeah, well, well speaking of getting fired, I want to. we have to move along here. Uh, again, we're not gonna <laughs> yeah. get to we're not gonna get to everything we we have, but you've probably all heard that we have a new holiday. um, this holiday is called Juneteenth. But, oh it's, but it's uh, um, it just adds to the number of paid days that federal employees get off each year to the total of 44 days. now 44, <laughs> 44 paid off days each year. Now, we're going to get into to this for a minute, but I just have to do a little bit of commentary about Juneteenth. I don't know. I this I had never heard of this until, about, I think, a year ago. And, and now it is a federal holiday. Fine. I think it's worth celebrating the day that the, 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 the day that the slaves were finally freed throughout the nation. I think that's an important day. I also think the day that Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which led to the freeing of the slaves, is also an important day. But I'm not going to quibble over which day is more important. However, does anybody understand? And maybe I'm just very naive, which is very possible. Where does the word Juneteenth come from? Does anybody know the answer to this?
1: I've seen th- that it originated out of Texas, but I don't know the actual or- origin out of it. And that uh, it's like something kind of else all- altogether. Yeah, That's about all I know. <laughs> it seems like
0: a distortion of the English language in some fashion. And maybe I don't understand it. I'm admitting that I might not know... Th- you know the truth behind this. It just seems like is a it,
3: distortion. They don't know like what teen day it was that this happened. That, I, I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I, I would have been. I think I would have been you a little, little happier with like you know Freedom Day or a, or a uh, you know Abolition Day or whatever. But that's fine. I'm not quibbling over that. But I am bothered by the fact that this now brings the total of federal days off for federal employees to. Forty-four. Now, let me tell you what these, how these days work out for a federal employee. Okay, they receive it was ten federal holidays. Now it's eleven with the addition of Juneteenth. So it's eleven federal holidays. They get thirteen sick sick days every year, and they get twenty vacation days per year. That totals forty-four total days off. He says, and then and then in addition to that, HR one the For the People Act. If that were to pass, which I Pray to God it doesn't. But if it were to pass, that would create another holiday for Election Day. And the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, that's the COVID relief package that passed in March, um, also paid federal employees with with kids out of school $1,400 a week for 15 weeks, which is a $21,000 bonus, basically, because many of them had to work from home. And then last year, one million federal bureaucrats, a million people, that are federal employees received bonuses to the total of $1.1 billion in performance bonuses in 78 of the largest federal agencies. And they all have salaries averaging $100,000 or more. You talk about grift a lot, Britt. This is mm-hmm. Obscene. This is this is mm-hmm. large government. This is the pigs in the trough, bathing in the in the in the slop, and and in an orgy of feasting on on our. I know, sorry to use that word. Uh, our hard work, <laughs> our sweat, our toil, our trouble, our tears, and our kids' future. Jeff, talk about this for a minute.
3: I don't. I don't know how to respond to that. You're covering it pretty well, but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is—it's pretty nutty. I mean, where does this all end? I don't know.
2: Um, I, you know, you know, JV, yeah. uh, I'm fine with it. I would, I would like them to only work every other year because when, when the federal government's not in session, they can't
0: screw things up. I agree with that. So
2: can we just let them Can we go the Texas model, to where it's in every other year Congress? Um, and they get their shit done and get out of town and go back to work. Go work a real job.
0: Al, here's, here's one of the most egregious, uh, um, what I would call sins of this whole thing, with this Juneteenth thing. And I don't, again, it's not Juneteenth that I have the next problem with. The CDC is aware of a very serious complication with the coronavirus vaccine that is causing heart inflammation mm-hmm. in young men. They scheduled mm-hmm. an emergency meeting to discuss this, and it truly uh-huh. is an emergency that emergency mm-hmm. meeting was canceled. I think it was scheduled for today. It was canceled because yesterday, today became a holiday. Mm-hmm.
1: They canceled yeah, that, this that. emergency meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that, I mean, the the myocarditis issue is uh, very much a real one, and uh myocarditis myocarditis was already an issue uh in young men in general i actually had a friend of mine who uh, died suddenly in his sleep uh with that issue and um yeah it's one that they're very reluctant to talk about because uh there were a lot of cardiovascular issues that were occurring early on in, in the vaccine trials that people were saying oh well it was unrelated but uh yeah they they want to talk about how much they care about us and how much you know covid matters and then as soon as they're like oh wait, wait nope no it's a holiday we'll just talk about that uh, we'll circle back to that on monday yeah. so speaking of getting speaking of getting fucked in orgies you know like <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> no, what part no, of the word emergency" no, just,
0: uh, do they not understand? Yeah, th-
1: I mean this. Well, is- no, ex- exactly. Like they don't, they don't, they don't care. And, and again, uh, I'm I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I'm anti this vax. But that's just my opinion. Of course, everyone's entitled to their own. But uh, they certainly, um, we have got more uh, propaganda for Big Pharma going on right now than I think I've ever seen in my entire life, and it's just sad.
0: Well, it's so. it's it's troubling to me, and I don't want to get any more any deeper into the vaccine conversation right now because I want another thing I want to go to. Right. But it is troubling for me that right. they they they're basically forcing you in an implied way to accept this vaccine. They can't tell you if we need a booster down the road. They can't tell you what side effects you're ultimately going to have. They can't tell you if the blood clotting is related to it. They can't tell you um, how it affects people who have already had the virus and have natural antibodies. You know, they can't answer any of these questions. Nobody can give you the answer to this but yet they tell you, yeah, it works and it's safe and you have to take it. There's a real paradox here. There's a real contradiction going on. And, uh, and you know, I am not anti-vax either, but I do think these are questions worth asking and getting answers to. And people have the right to decide for themselves. Britt, I want to move on quickly because I think this is really important too.
2: I I, I got something real quick. Oh, so yeah. our audience is amazing. My stepmom just sent me where Juneteenth comes from. It's to remind people that, it only exists because a white Union general named George Gordon Granger had to go to Galveston, Texas. He arrived on June 19, 1865, to tell the slaves they were free because their racist Southern Democratic ma- Democrat master conveniently forgot to tell them about the Emancipation Proclamation that had been made law by Republican President Abraham Lincoln more than 2 years prior on January 1, 1863. So that's why it's there.
0: Okay. No, I knew I knew what happened, but I don't understand why the name Juneteenth. Is it just a contraction of June nineteenth? They put it together. Yeah. Is probably. that is that what it is? Okay. But that's
2: why. But that's why it happened. Well, your question was you was like it seemed like you wanted to know no, why I knew, it was. No, I knew. The, I didn't know. I knew the history I didn't know that.
0: of it. Yeah, I knew the history. Of it. I just wasn't sure where the name but, came from. All right. So I, I got to bring up something else because this is also scary. Does any yeah, just good. shake your head? Yes or no? Do you have one of these smart thermostats in your home? Everybody. Shake your head. No. Using. Okay. No. no. Okay, so none of us here do. Well, it's a good thing because um, we should all have the right to determine how warm or how cool we want our homes. I would think we would all agree with that based on our comfort and maybe what we can afford. You know, some of us turn the thermostat up or down to save a little money. That's okay, too. But power companies in Texas, because they've had to go green, are running out of power. We obviously have a heat wave going on, so people are using air conditioning. They are remotely raising people's the temperature of, of uh, the inside of people's homes um, because they're running out of electricity. Uh, a person by the name of Brandon English, who is a Houston resident, said his wife and his daughter were taking a nap. They slept for about three hours. When they woke up, they were sweating. Their their thermostat had gone from 72 degrees, which is where they had their air conditioning set, to 78 Shortly after they discovered that happened, they got a text from the Texas Power Authority, whatever the company is, saying that we are in a, let's see, it says, um, uh, let's see, the thermostat had been uh, remotely altered during a three-hour energy-saving event. Thank you very much. The power company went into their high-tech thermostat and changed the setting for a three-hour power saving event because they're having shortages in texas now this is also happening to people who have those google nest devices which also have thermostat this is happening with any remotely controlled device what happens l when they make they don't right now this is a program that you can actually opt out of if you read the fine print and these folks have since opted out of it what happens when when mm-hmm. when they when these AOCs of the world uh, get a law passed through Congress that says you no longer have the right to opt out of these things? They will be mandatory. If you want electricity supplied to your house, you're going to have to have one of these thermostats put in or maybe to be part of the electric mm-hmm. meter. And we will be able to control, you know, what happens when you want to heat or cool your house.
1: Well, so, you know, I feel like I haven't really talked about Agenda 21 a lot on this show tonight, <laughs> so it's a really good opportunity to do so. But uh, part of Agenda 21 is to move people into city centers and out of the rural areas. And part of that is to, uh, there's now with Agenda 2030 is the kind of the smart city initiative, which is a whole big dystopian, you know, whatever. And if you actually look in certain areas, you'll have companies like uh, Google or Amazon coming in and saying, hey, guess what? We'll fix your infrastructure don't even worry about it. But really, what it what it is is it's setting these cities up to to be kind of on these uh, on these grids and and building out these homes. And really, I I haven't looked into it, but I wonder, uh, as far as like new constructions go, because there's so many homes being built in the U.S. right now. Uh, at, at some point they'll just kind of be included in all of it in your uh, new construction build you know like well we'll put your smart thermostat they'll in make it, we'll put they'll your make it part of the building tankless code. water heater in they'll make it yeah, part of the building like, code well i did a whole deep dive on that and uh basically like the it, it it goes back to like berkshire hathaway but then also like nancy like all of the democrats are like invested in this uh, it's like the green building council or whatever and, and that's why they're trying to push all this stuff through where you have to have like a certain like like you know different like window pane d- like thicknesses it, or whatever at, like it, it, but they're all invested in it so of course they're pushing it because they're, they'll get super freaking rich yeah, they're gonna
2: make money <laughs> it's all about money yeah
0: uh, jeff in Here's the
2: question in the,
0: ca- I got a question. In the case of the google nest thermostats those people received a message noting that their temperatures had been adjusted during an energy rush hour mm. oh isn't
3: that special this is the future. Not my house. This, this
0: is the green new deal manifest.
3: You know, part of being a, an American is that if I want to have my my thermostat set at 60 degrees, that's fine. If I want to have like 190 degree water in my water heater, that's fine. The bottom that's line the it is, is we're the, in America.
0: The bottom line is we are an industrialized nation, the most industrialized nation. We should be able to produce as much electricity as we need, and then have plenty to send around to the rest of the world and make money Absolutely. on it. Absolutely, L. What were you going to say before I send it to Brit?
3: Sorry about that. I'll go ahead. Uh,
1: no, I was just uh, basically with with the Google Nest, like you were saying, uh, Jv. Uh, it it's. Over the four summer months, uh, if people opted in to that uh, green rush hour thing, it, they it saves them ten dollars a month for four months of the summer months uh, if they're in on it. But uh, a couple of or a couple of people that at least that I saw that were opted into it, it's supposed to only last three hours per day, and it can only happen a maximum I think of like three or four times a month or something like. That. There's all kinds of rules on that, but uh, these people were saying that their thermostats got switched on to the green rush hour at say one or two in the afternoon. And then it was like nine o'clock at night and it was still, they were still unable to control their thermostat. So they say they give all these parameters so It's like, Oh, it's only a couple hours. Like, you know, you save your $10, but you know, they completely overstepped that and, and went back on their word on what even the agreement on that little green rush hour thing is. And then you get $10 and you get to sweat. All night so. it's crazy yeah
0: Britt, before you take it <laughs> i don't know what what everybody's time con, constraints are here we're basically at the point where we should end the program i feel like we've got some more things to cover so if you need to leave feel free to leave if you can stay i i say Britt, we go for a few more minutes what do you think
2: yeah, yeah i'm good with that right. i do want to comment on something on this green the the the, the energy super highway thing why in the ever-loving god of whatever are we having electricity shortages in america
0: that's what i'm saying
2: that is the question it's not really about them controlling the nest and all the smartness and whatnot i mean it's kind of cool to be able to control from your phone and do all that before you get home turn your ac but the fact that we are having energy shortage is the problem that is the question that needs to be asked why has our government in the way that they regulate failed us in such a way that a state like texas or like california or the these are very modern states. It's not like middle of nowhere Idaho where you don't really have a reason to have multiple power. Why are they failing? Why do we not have enough power? Are you asking, what is that are you, all about? Are you
0: asking the question rhetorically or do you really want an answer?
2: I want an answer from you. No, the both. answer is very simple. Okay.
0: They're not allowed to build coal plants. They're not allowed to build, build nuclear yep. plants. They're not allowed to build natural gas plants. Those three sources of electricity are the sources that provide the most for the investment this other crap windmills solar all that shit is ancillary it does not provide enough electricity to meet our needs that's what's happening i don't know when the last time california has been able to build a new power plant of with with any of those sources probably in 30 40 years i mean we should look it up but i bet you it's been a long time so they can't meet the the needs of the people you know that's the bottom line. Yeah. It's 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 environmentalism. It's climate change activists that are now not allowing us to build the plants we need to meet meet the demand.
2: And it will lead to dead people, as always. So I got I got two quick things. I'll just kind of go around the horn with first. Number one, it's Pride Month, right? Yay, Pride Month! Um, yeah. So App, so Apple, you know all the all the big companies are splashing the rainbow colors on everything. <clears throat> think different, blah blah blah. Um, I'm here to tell you the LGBTQ um, plus, they don't care about you. They don't care one iota about you. I do not care what Steve Jobs says or who's the guy cook in charge now. I don't care what he says. They don't care about you. They care about money. That's all this is about. Why is the Apple App Store censoring apps in China? They, they have censored 27 LGBTQ apps in China. They have also, in a previous thing that I read, given location information, To the Chinese authorities on the location of phones that have the app downloaded on their phone. Probably because they're going to send them off to the work camps. Because in China, they kill gay people. So my question to you, Elle, is why is the LGBTQ community so dumb to this? So blind to this obvious pander grift to just get their dollars?
1: It's uh, it's rainbow capitalism really and I, again i'm not i'm i'm totally all about capitalism but for uh for the left leaning folks that say that they hate it it's like you know you, you slap a rainbow on you know a logo in like your your state or your uh, country and then ignore the rest of the world's like I, I don't know it's just people are really naive people like the feel goods people like the like short term like serotonin boosts and it, you know it's uh, same thing with uh which not to even bring up like like israel and palestine because you know that whole uh, that whole thing's a mess but you know you had like L- like lgbt for like palestine or whatever and like that's yeah. where they like to- toss them off buildings it's, it's <laughs> like you've got you've got a lot of people that uh that just like that are just extraordinarily naive to the rest of the world and don't realize that there are people out there that'll just kill you for existing you know and uh if if mercedes-benz wants to make a rainbow logo then who cares if mercedes-benz saudi Saudi arabia like you know isn't doing like it's you know a lot of people don't look They're it's very myopic and don't really look outside of their own little bubbles so they don't even notice it i'm sure
2: probably right and yeah. they just want to be cool and say hey i have an apple phone because it's the hottest thing on the market so jeff I, and i can't remember if i talked about this on the sunday show with you jv i can't remember but anyway i want to bring it up again because i think it's important the fbi opens up an investigation into the irs data leak which is all the billionaires jeff bezos Elon Musk. now that i'm reading it i remember i talked about this but we're gonna go for it anyways it's a quick hit so jeff the fbi again after going after everybody on january 6 i mean drag nets people's pu- Faces plastered everywhere. Now they're opening up an investigation in the IRS data leak about Jeff Bezos and, and the rich elites. But yet they didn't give two shits when Trump's taxes got leaked. They didn't give two shits when oh. Lois Lerner was using the IRS as a leveraging weapon, weapons tool against conservative groups. Again, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question, but you can actually answer it. At what point do we just defund the FBI and ab- uh, just abandon them, just abolish them, get rid of them, and uh, we just don't need federal law enforcement anymore. But
0: before you answer that, Jeff, show us your yeah. shirt. Before you answer that, show us your shirt. <laughs> oh.
2: 1776. There
0: you go. Nice. Says it all.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now answer it.
3: Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely about the elites. You know, it's always trying to cover for them. And uh, if, if some anything with Trump, it's just we're going to crush him and try to bring him down. And they failed. I don't know how many times. I can't even name how many times they couldn't you know, go after Trump and get anything out of it but yeah it's yeah I mean the, the if it's something the elites did nah it's it'll just Roots go away for
2: thee, but not for me absolutely so JV so JV jump to one more subject matter here that I want to clean off my plate here so uh up in Canada they arrested this preacher again for the second time but they used helicopters to find his secret meeting where they were having a church gathering canada the great white north the people that are super polite when in the hell did they become hitler germany they're literally using helicopters to find the secret church gatherings so they can go arrest the pastor. what the hell is what is going on up north because this is not the first time
0: who are the Who are the brothers the uh, on Second City TV, SCTV the the Hoser guys What were the their McKinsey names
3: brothers. McKenzie brothers
0: oh, oh, Mackenzie brothers oh, 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 oh. Yeah, the McKenzie yeah, there brothers. You, go. you know what happened to the days of the McKenzie brothers? A, eh? um, yeah, I, 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 this defies explanation. You know, they're they're using basically military grade helicopters to locate a pastor who just is who's just trying to uh, have a religious service with uh, you know his congregation. I, I don't understand that at all, especially at this point. At this point, it seems like way beyond necessary. So I can't explain. I'm having enough trouble explaining what's happening around us, and I understand our Constitution. I understand our system. I don't know theirs as well. I know it's similar, and they shouldn't be doing this. Um, I do want to ask you, though, Brett, do you get paid by the word? Because, man, you have a lot of words.
2: I like to talk. And they come
0: out fast.
2: <laughs> yes, because, because I work alone. I work alone. I don't get to talk to anybody until wow. now. I feel like so I'm it's, it's like a barrage.
0: Time. I'm like, wow, I got I can't hear as fast as you speak. It's really bizarre. Well, keep up. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question, but I don't have an answer is the problem. Man. I do want to uh, bring up something else that's going on because we, Lori Lightfoot has been in the news quite a bit. Uh, what a bizarre person and certainly one of the worst mayors in history. <laughs> Well, now she has decided that she's declaring racism to be a public health crisis in Chicago. She's taking $10 million of COVID money that the city was given, that Chicago was given, and putting it towards this health crisis that's now uh, defined as racism. She said on Thursday that almost every single point in our city's history, racism has taken a devastating toll on the health and well-being of our residents of color, especially those... Who are black, ladies and gentlemen? It's literally killing us. She goes on to say that um, the Chicago Department of Health has a report that showed a 9.2 year life expectancy gap in the city between black and white. Now, I don't have to be in Chicago. I don't have to be look at this report. I don't have to be a scientist. I don't have to be a brain surgeon. I can tell you that much of that gap of however many years I just said, 9.2 years is because black on black crime is devastating. Chicago blacks are killing other blacks, particularly men, young men. They're dying by the dozens every month because of a lack of attention by this mayor. If she's going to spend $10 million on anything, it should be to reinforce the police and help get this problem solved. L, am I wrong about that?
1: Oh no, you're right. Um, if, I mean if if racism is a, a systemic health issue in Chicago uh, then for for a, a city and a state at large in general that uh, is is full of ma- majority black leadership Chicago hasn't had a Republican uh, mayor since I believe like 1932 uh, it, like is like you're you're looking at your police chief is black your mayor is black you're like it, like you're uh, like city councilors are black. Like, so where's the systemic racism coming from? If you're the system, Al. <laughs> that's my question. Like, honestly, like, Ooh, it was me the whole time. Who knew? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: um, That's a great point. Uh, Lightfoot says my parents, like so many, listen to this quote. Uh, let me just change it. Listen to this quote. Um, Lightfoot says, my parents, like so many others of their generation and other generations, were indoctrinated to believe that they could never, ever be able to reach for and accomplish their dreams. Whose message does that sound like? Britt, whose message does that sound like? Because it's not the message I'm familiar with from the conservative side of this fence or or people who believe in in the American dream. Whose message does that sound like?
2: It sounds like Michelle Obama, would something Michelle Obama (sighs) would say. (laughs) <laughs> about
0: being oppressed Big the moat. whole time and um, it, so I, I it's the message of critical race theory as well.
2: It's oh, yes, it, yeah. It's, I thought you were asking for a specific person, but no, you're no, not. Right. not about specific. Yes. We're,
0: I'm talking about an ideology. This is the message of the left. This is what the left yep. are telling minorities. The right is telling minorities you have opportunity here. Work hard, be the best you can be, and you will succeed in this country. If you have the motivation, the drive. The desire you can be something. I, you know, I talk about this all the time. You know, my parents were dirt poor; like, you know, had nothing. They both worked several jobs. Um, you know, I was the first to go to college. I think in my entire family, and uh, I worked hard, and I and I built a, a business, and I did. I tried to stay out of trouble, and I tried to do things right. Uh, but nothing was handed to me; it all came from hard work. Jeff, this message of the left makes everybody f- want to believe they're a victim.
3: Yeah, that's, they're just going to stay in that victimhood thing. I mean, it's the same kind of thing about saying, you know, uh, it's offensive. If, if I was a, a black man and they said, you know, something about, well, you have to have voter ID. You have to have an ID to vote. Well, yeah, okay. Well, and so you're saying, well, you're saying I can't get one. I don't know how to get one. I don't want to drive a car. It's the same thing. It's like keeping keeping the man down, you know. I mean, it's the same thing. Just Let's just stay in this hole. I mean, so you always want to, you know, you know, uplift your society of people.
0: It's certainly the certainly the better way to do it. Do you want to put a a, 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 an exclamation point on this, L?
1: Well, I I mean, like just to for something that I can speak on, like personally, they they do a lot of the same thing for women uh, in general. They're like, well, you know, women is the the patriarchy and like misogynistic society and all of that is keeping you down. But like, as soon as you're like, uh, literally, that's never been a problem. They're like, well, not you, you know the other women <laughs> right, and right. uh like ones. i yeah. mean it's it's obvi- that's obviously done to like a lesser extent just because like feminists are so fucking annoying it's hard to like you know package that up all nice and neat for uh, you know mass consumption <laughs> but uh like really it's it's just uh, anyone that they can uh indoctrinate into believing that they're they that they're a victim and that no matter what they do uh, you know they're they're never going to be able to have their equal shot in society, especially with like critical race theories and the um like the new detract courses and all of that, where they get rid of advanced courses through uh, the eleventh grade, and only in the last two grades do they actually cele- uh, separate people out uh, based on aptitude before college, which is just a, a travesty. Uh, the the focus now is not equality of opportunity, but equity of outcome. So you. Uh, basically if you're trying to make sure that everyone comes out the same and and achieves the same you're going to be selling a lot of kids short and uh really setting us up for a pretty crappy like country like Well, national future, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we won't be able to Thanks. compete
0: because China's not doing that. Uh, you know, Russia's not doing that. Our adversaries aren't doing that, and particularly China. I, Britt, we went I over. I want rant. Yeah, hold on a sec. We went over time, so you take. Yeah, do what you want to do. Do
1: it. Do it.
2: Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, about about Lifefoot. About about you know Chicago, Detroit, Michigan. You look around at these big cities, L.A., uh, New York. Although they have a white dude who thinks he's black, um, are uh, in New York, but they've been run by one party one party for so long and like chicago illinois the state's super liberal the city's super liberal but this has been going on since the 60s saul Alinsky, rules for radicals the agenda 21 the world economic yeah. forum the u.n everything is there to read their their playbook is out there you just have to take the time to read it and maybe read it twice so you understand it this is there they started with the education these poor kids Cause I go into the hoods and the varios of LA and work every day. I work in amongst the homeless camps. I'm there, a white guy, there almost every day. And I talk to these kids and they are bright, but they're dumb, but they're bright. You know, they're out there shucking and driving and hustling and slinging dope. But they don't have the education they can't read the diploma the diploma they were given and that's all from these politicians plans this is what they wanted keep them on the plantation they get their food from the government they get their housing from the government they get their purpose in life from the government and they've driven out the men of the families they've broken them up also politicians can keep power and that's what this is all about it always boils back to the same thing lori lightfoot wants to keep her power and keep getting rich or getting richer and it's all there to read, and people need to take the time to understand it. And then please, please, for the dear love of God, vote differently. All right, that's the vote key. Vote differently. Yeah.
0: That's the key. Stop look voting at, these people in.
1: Look into the history of the Freemasons. Woo.
3: Yes. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> um, I do want to point I – th- I think, Britt, what you were talking about, it, had, it sounds more like an LBJ Dude. comment, great society comment, than it does an FDR Maybe. New Deal comment, it Just just off the top of my head. You might be right. Yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to, you want to address? So I'm going to save the uh, what, the, what yes. I have for the rest for Sunday night uh, when we get together and talk. Uh, L, anything? You, tell us what where, you know. Where people can follow your stuff. I know you've got got new website and stuff going on.
1: I got a new website. Uh, still working on. I, I feel like I've been saying this for like. <laughs> Like two months, but I swear we're actually are working on stuff. Uh, The new website is set up. It's www.somebitchtoldme.com. Don't let the name of it like scare you off. It's actually pretty fun. It's just you know this is just who I am. But uh, I do I do deep dives and do research, and then I have on that site there's a, a links page where you can see kind of where you can find me all over uh you know if, if you want to like no pressure but you can
0: <laughs> jeff <So. laughs> jeff keep keep bringing on the good shirts um i want to thank everybody in in uh chat we saw a lot of new names please take a moment and subscribe uh we also have a podcast yes. version of the show we're also we also have a roku channel and we're on rumble and we're on twitch are we on anywhere else Bruce? did i get it all
2: of the podcast. Yeah, I think
0: you got it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the program is live Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 o'clock. Also, we do a Sunday night program where it's just Britt and I, and we kind of recap everything and look ahead to the week that's that's to come. Um, so anything else? I mean, thank you to everybody for being here. It's, it was a great night. I loved seeing some of those new perspectives in our chat room. L you always bring a great group of people, so I thank you for doing that for us as well. And we'll have you back. Good time. Jeff, Jeff we'll have you back. Britt, uh... No crazy, tra- no crazy she, train tonight. I
2: know. But you know what we should plug? What we should tell people, because they're political people, we're going to talk about ghosts after the Sunday night uh, leftovers. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're going to do some no, ghost.
1: I didn't even know what? that, like, Britt, like, I, I didn't even know that that was your history. Like, I texted you after, like, the last show that we did. I was like, you were, yeah. like, a ghost hunter? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I
2: did that for 10 years of my life. And then JV ran the Taps Paramag, and he's been involved in uh, the, the ghosty world forever, too. So we're just going to drag out that's some fast. evidence that I have on hard drives and stuff we find. We're just going to talk about ghost stuff and stuff we think, so... Stop by for that, too, if you want.
0: Yeah, so our Sunday night show where we normally uh, just chat for a couple hours, we'll probably limit that to an hour. Then we're going to switch over to the ghost discussion. um, And we would probably be doing that. I think we're doing that in a different channel, but we'll let let everybody know when we get there. So, uh, again, thank you to everybody for being here. Love you all. We will see you next time.
1: Bye.